Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. It's Wednesday, the 14th of August. Football is officially back and I'm joined in the studio by another man that's back. That's John Miller. How are you? I am very, very well, Dan. Yeah, feels good to be back. Um, I had to uh, had to take a hiatus. Um, of course. Uh, had had too much of a run going on, so I had to disappear for a week. Did you have a good time? Obviously, we had you on the show last week, uh, live from the seaside. Yeah, it was. How a good did the time. rest of the, the week go? Yeah, that was good. Um, really great for the kids, um, and uh, it's not a bad place to go. There are better holiday resorts down by the uh, campus and seaside. Um, I think there's a haven down there, there's uh, um, and there's definitely a park being because. Uh, we visited a, what? Some, a park dean. Um, What's that? Another company. It's another yeah. It's mm. another, another company. Um, so yeah, there was uh, we had a, a friend there, so we went over there. They had a decent restaurant. We were like, oh man, nice. How the other half live? Yeah, you know, how the other half live. Grass lived, is green on the other side. So yeah. you ticked off Pontings and Centre Parks. Butlins, are you gonna go Butlins anytime soon? I have been, I was at Butlins last year. So yeah, so I've done that. And three I went of the big Havens ones. when I was young. I haven't been to one. Four. Uh, what else is there? Um, Paulton's, or is that just a theme park? Paulton's Park. I think that's just a theme park. All oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. just a theme park. I think there's the pig worlds down there. <laughs> um, there's a thing in uh, in the New Forest called Sandy Balls. That's quite Ooh. famous, but that might actually be like a haven or something like that. It's a big caravan park. Okay. But um, yeah, check pe- that one out. Yeah, so doing get, the rounds. Get mate. down I'll to do Sandy Balls as yeah. soon as possible. Um, so moving as well. What, what's going on with that? Moving house. Oh yeah. So Anyth- we've got a date. any progress? We've got a date. Yeah, we're moving on the 16th. So uh, last show I said it was the 12th. It was meant to be the 12th. Um, uh, we've got the news while we were away that that wasn't going to happen and then on the way back from Pontins um, it is Pontins Dan not Pontings as you put in there <laughs> Ponting is that what you said like it's, Ricky Ponting yeah um, oh, right. Ashes yeah. is on at the moment as well exactly exactly that's a nice segue um, yeah we've got the news saying it was going to be the 60 so the van is booked okay. the uh, moving uh, move in, removals guys are booked yeah um, this is actually my last day at work, so then I'll have tomorrow off, Friday off, and Monday off. So that five days to kind of sort it all out, and then by the time I see you next, I'll hopefully be in a new home. Here's a question: Does practical uh, time off kind of still count, or is it, does it feel wasted, or does it feel well used if you're if you're kind of taking time off for a specific reason? Like this, so practical task of actually moving house. Yeah. Obviously, moving house is a, in the long run is a great thing and a, a good event, but you're going to be working your ass off presumably on the on those days. Yeah, it's almost like um, yeah, it does feel a little bit wasted, um, but um, it's moving house. You know, it's kind of exciting as well and, and whatnot. But obviously, you'd like to spend all your holiday on holiday. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, down at Ponting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on today's show, uh, we have some guest questions, some audience questions, which was submitted via Instagram. Uh, we'll be getting to those later in the show. We're going to revisit our fantasy football teams, or actually, for the first time, I guess, visit our fantasy football teams yes. on the on the Back to Football podcast. 
to see how uh, we did in the opening weekend. And I guess we can talk a little bit about the uh, the opening weekend of the Premier League. I mean, a two-word review, possibly, on, on that opening weekend. like Two words? Yeah, two words. Um, welcome back. That's lovely. That's really yeah. well done on, uh, on that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I definitely... Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll go with that. I'll stick with you. We'll do two words, one each. Um, so we're also... Uh, we're obviously missing a big part of our show, which was... Uh, Let's not mention it, but initials L.I., a oh, certain dear, yeah. ITV um, show that ran pretty much from episode one to episode 13 or so, episode yeah, 12, 13 of our show. Um, as I look out the window here, it's absolutely pouring uh, in London. But the show's gone. So on TV at the moment, the proposed kind of next best thing yeah which i'm not sure it really is uh but yeah, we'll, we'll talk either. about it is uh celebs go dating now have you watched any of it and if so how much and also what do you think of it so far i've watched about two episodes um so far and i must say i'm, I'm on the fence i've got splinters <laughs> i've got splinters on this one i'm on the fence there are right. parts of it which i've, I've laughed at. i tell you what it is just like is it ian sterling from the from the yes. island the guy, I don't know who he is, who does that one. Rob Beckett. Yeah, he's brilliant. Is it Rob Beckett? Yeah. With the teeth? Yeah, Rob um, Beckett with the teeth. He's brilliant. Um, his innuendos, his jokes, the, that that has me cracked up. Cracking up, I should say. But, um, I don't know, I just find the whole thing a bit cringy. Yeah. I think there's a, it's really quite heavily contrived, each kind of scenario, uh, which I think comes across... Um, very clear kind of on the show doesn't it that it's mm. not it's not the most natural uh, show and also I, I don't like I mean it's in the title Celebs Go Dating but mm. there's very much uh, they're all kind of on a pedestal every time they go on one of these dates it's like well I'm a celeb what, yeah. have, what have you got to offer me and like yeah exactly and getting like getting annoyed at people that they're on a date with for like asking about their career I think it was Jack Jack Charles was mm. Some girl said, oh, you know, like, um, I saw you on Love Island last year for, like, 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah. He was like, oh, again, another person judging me for, like, yeah. for for what they think they know me as. It's like, well, mate, like... That's where we know you from, mate. That's where we know you from. People watched you for yeah. three months of their life, and now you're annoyed that people make reference to that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, some salt, salty celebs on there. Yeah. Um, um, also, I mean, I spoke to a couple of people that uh, do watch it religiously. I don't want to name names just in case nah, they want to remain nameless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I asked them, how, what's the success rate? Like, how many of these uh, celebs that you know meet people like and these dates, are there any relationships? And they're like, no, it just doesn't of happen. Not. So it's like, it's almost just a show for the show's sake. There's no... Yeah. Um, you know, no one ever kind of stays together. Yeah. So it's almost a bit just... Well, the the, the high point or the, the crescendo or whatever of the whole show is that they basically pick one person to go on a date and it's usually in like Malta or yeah. Magaluf or whatever. Like they get to go abroad, don't they? Mm. At the end of the show um, for like one date, which they've been going on dates all series. And yeah. you can bet... Neither party's probably paying for the bills. No, like the exactly. show will be picking up the yeah the 100%. tab um, at the end. So yeah, it's a bit of a nothing show, I think. But 
I'm not sure it try, it's necessarily trying to be anything more than that. Yeah, true, uh, which true. which we can forgive it for, but uh, yeah, certainly, I see it as that thing. If there's <coughs> no, if there's nothing else to watch, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you're you're doing something else, you're getting ready for bed. Yeah, hanging up the washing. Hanging up the washing, doing yeah bits and bobs, doing bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the sort of show that you might want to just put yeah. on in the background. Question. Do you know who else is quite good? The, the old secretary boy in there. Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, quite. Yeah. He's he's, yeah, he's, he's clever lad, and he's quite funny. Yeah, he's, he's quite, quite funny. He's quite sharp. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Him, he's good. Tom, is it? Is, is his Tom? name Tom? Yeah, yeah. I haven't quite picked up all the names yet. Um, obviously, I know Lee Ryan's in there. Lee Ryan, yeah, yeah he's a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah. He's, a he's he's about ten years too old to yeah. be on the show yeah. in the first. Because I mean, you think when he did Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, that was, that was probably ago. ten years ago yeah. that Lee Ryan was on Celebrity Big Brother. So, um, and even then, he he was he'd been out of blue for, or the blue had been sort of been and gone for a while yeah. at that point. Um, so yeah, Lee, Lee Ryan's a little bit cringe on there. If I'm he honest, is very cringe because just because of the age thing. And there's nothing wrong with age gaps in relationships and stuff. It's just I think it's him. Him. He's just got yeah. poor game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just and he does like to like name drop like yeah yeah I was in I was in EastEnders you know, yeah, and, yeah. And things like that so yeah it's a bit cringy I'm not a fan question will there be a weekly report like there was for Love Island or are we going to let this one slide on well this will be categorically the last time that the Back to Football podcast even talks about celebs go dating okay yeah, uh, unless unless. A footballer goes on. Oh, actually, Jermaine Pennant's been on there. Jermaine game. Pennant's Re- been on there. Relationship yeah. advice, but unless there's some big scandal um, and so, you know something that, like a must-talk about yeah. thing, but other other than that, we're definitely not going to be dipping into this uh, yeah. weekly. Um, I'm with you on that because it's it's not worth it, John. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Don't go there. Um, fantasy football. I feel like it's probably you know yeah. early enough in the show that um, definitely. That we can go back to football, um, even if briefly for this uh, this fantasy football chat. I will open this up and say mm-hmm. I did horrifically. I saw. Um, I saw. I'm usually pretty, and, and I'm usually pretty good at the opening week. Usually come at the traps, do you? Um, yeah, usually I'm a, I'm a strong starter, and then I, I ta- sort of tail off towards the end of the season, um, yeah. looking like. What was it, your points? Uh, that is a good question. Points this week. 36 yeah that's a bad week shocking that's a bad week mate it's shocking Um, and it's not necessarily I still look at my team and I think that's a good good 11 good uh, 15 maybe with the exception of my backup goalie but Mm. um, just the different you know I had Robertson uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold gets an assist Van Dijk scores a goal yeah I had David Silva Sergio uh, Sterling goes and gets a hat trick, you know, yeah, like yeah, just... a lot of those where you have one player. I had Mane who played like twenty minutes. Yeah. And he was my captain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you should have done your research, mate, because if you'd have done your research, you would have known. He was that at Mane was, Com- Yeah, he was at the African Nations and they got to the final, didn't they? I knew. I knew that. But and he... they said that he was not going to play. Well, not going to play, but he, he was unlikely. unlikely not to yeah. start the game. Whereas uh, Salah, who got knocked, they not got knocked out quite early. Well, they got knocked out in the semi-final, I believe. Oh, did they? Um, well, that's earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, earlier. Early. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, mistakes were made. <coughs> um, obviously, I 
put old Moise Keane in there as well, knowing that he probably wasn't going to play 90 minutes away at, at Palace, but I thought he would at least maybe come on and make a little bit more impact than he did. Um, it's hard. And old Zoom, hard. Zuma was yeah, yeah, left. Zuma's he was, he was caught upstream yeah. without a paddle, yeah, uh, giving away penalties left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, what did you get points-wise? Uh, I got 74. Which Blimey. Is a, it's a, well, Who's your captain? Um, Salah. Uh, with my captain, I thought I was. It made it quite hard to pick a team this year. Like you know, you put in everybody. What I, the approach I had was, I put in everybody who I wanted, and then had to make a decision because it, I obviously overspent. Um, so you know, you're gonna you're gonna want to think about unless you're trying to be ultra clever, trying to find a new gem. You're gonna think about people that done well last season. Yeah. Um, and you know, like your Sterling, your Salas, your Canes, your Bamiangs. And yeah, Alexander Arnold, yeah, know, and stuff. So you stuck all of those kind of must haves in, and obviously you're way over, way yeah, over budget. budget. So then you start making decisions, and I made the wrong decision of dropping Sterling out, but keeping Salah. So I thought I couldn't afford to have both of them. I wanted the Bamiyang, um, you know, so I couldn't have them all unless I. Everyone else was just four or four point five. Um, and yeah, I mean, I done okay because Salah did get a goal and assist. But you know, if I'd have gone with Sterling, and you know, I probably would have got a little bit more points. But seventy four is not too bad. There was a few people in different groups that I'm in that got in the nineties. So yeah. uh, seventy four is not a bad start. Um, like you, I'm gonna hope that you know a few of my other my other uh, players do the business on week two. Um, but. It's hard. It's hard to maintain it. It's hard to maintain it throughout the whole season. So you know, we never know. We'll see how it goes. Drink. You do you think uh, you'll be making any transfers? Week one. Week one. No, I'm gonna. I, I have a transfer that I want to bring in, which I cannot afford at the moment. So I'm gonna let my team roll out again. Send out okay. the troops for week two, and then wait for week three to get that double transfer. And then uh, okay. so I'm not about losing those four points. Yeah, get I'm a bit of extra money. Four point life. Yeah. Uh, losing those four points uh, so uh, I'll uh, get yeah then I'll, I'll do it that way but yeah I mean my team's okay I'm quite happy with my team but um, it just depends it just depends see how it goes yeah but yeah you need to up your game for week two you definitely do exactly you need I, to make a transfer well I don't know I'm tempted to to give them another to chance. roll with it yeah. yeah see how it is like let them let them redeem themselves I've always been um, too hasty to play the wild card I think I did that the last two seasons. Probably played that wild card within like the first month of the season because yeah. I just got things completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, if you're going to take those four point losses and eight points, twelve points, yeah. um, making lots of substitutions, and you probably should use that wild card. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's a cu- there's a couple of players in my team that I probably want out at some point. Mm. I, I thought Zuma looked terrible he was terrible like I, I I, don't think you know I'm not saying Chelsea's performance on the whole was that bad I don't I think 4-0 flattered United definitely um, but Zuma looked out of place yes um, obviously settling settling back into the mm-hmm. into the team he's been away on, on loan um, and you'd he was think, injured the season before you'd think when Rudiger comes back he would be the guy I would expect so absolutely guy, yeah. yeah so Things if anyone's out the door for me, it's uh, it's going to be big cut, <laughs> big KZ. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I'm still confident. I mean, I've got a Bomiang, 
Bobby Firmino, mm, I don't know whether... I think Salah and Mane are going to pick up more goals this year. Um, yeah. But I, th- I mean, Firmino has still got a big part to play, but... He's got a big part to play, yeah. Um, we could see Shakiri playing a few more mm. more games this year. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I have a question for you. Um, so obviously mentioned on the show last week that Levi was interested in coming yes. in. Um, he's in the same league as us. Our, yes, he our, is uh, indeed. I bumped into our head-to-head league. Did you see the outrageous move he made in his fantasy football team for week one? No, I didn't. What did he do? So he's got... Big Virgil van Dijk. His team's called like Virgil's Angels or something. Right. Right. So he's got Van Dijk at centre back. Um, week one, he's captained Van Dijk. Right. So it's a big move. Captain the defender. It's a big move on its own. Mm. Not only is he captain Van Dijk, he's triple captain Van yeah, Dijk so, in, yes, in week yes, one. Yes. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, he's you know sometimes you've got to be bold. Um, <laughs> he's kind of blown it there. I mean, yeah. he's only got. You'd hope when you triple captain somebody, they a get a goal cap- and an assist or right. a hat trick. Or yeah, if you said to triple me, captain a defender, a triple captain, I'm thinking Harry Kane at Sterling. home against yeah. Sheffield United. Harry Kane at home against Norwich. Yeah, Sterling at home against one yeah. of those. Yeah. Like that's generally when everyone plays their triple captain mm. um, and yeah more more than more often than not you, you triple captain a striker so yeah I just w- was interested to know your thoughts on uh... I mean he's quite lucky actually I, I funny enough I said I didn't I I knew that he did that but I didn't know who he triple captain <laughs> yeah. I bumped into him briefly and right. said I've played my triple captain early but it saved me but I didn't know that it was Van Dijk <laughs> if he'd have told me that then I would have laughed yeah. uh, in his face so but, he scored um, 8 points and yeah. obviously it tripled to 24 I think he said he's got something like 60 something points um, or something like that so that might have must have saved him really because he would have had a he would have, if he didn't triple captain him he probably would have had a week like yours mate he would have had a week like well, yours well I can tell you right now he scored 95 points this week so he actually had a brilliant week he's had a good week yeah. um, and even without the triple captain in the league that I'm in with him, he still would have been top of the league after oh, really? week one. He's um, done well. But yeah, I just uh, it's a you only get two of those bonuses. I think this year as well, it's triple captain and bench yeah. boost. Yeah, it used to be another one. Like, it used to be another one. It was like free hit or something. Yeah, like that. free you hit. Change, you could change, change your whole team. team. It's basically like a wild card. Again. Yeah, but it was only for one week. Yeah, it's so it was like, ideally you used that on a week where it was like injured and that, or yeah. cup. Like there's cup only two or three too. teams or yeah. one teams playing like three times or something um, but yeah bold move um, fair play to like you. I say it, it probably did pay off yeah, uh, did. in the end but um, it's all about he was playing for that week one crown and, yeah, he, got, yeah. and he got it Yeah, he got yeah. that bacon let's so. hope that uh, it steams him forward you know, yeah. keeps him keeps him ahead of the curve that's it pacemaker very yeah. much a pacemaker in the, yeah. in the fantasy football uh, world um, what has uh, been going on this week in boxing, and would you like me to sound the bell uh, for? Yeah, go for it. Love the bell. Brief. Uh, Love the bell. Love the tunes. Boxing round. Yeah, let's get that we go. music going. Uh, well, uh, obviously, those that follow boxing will know that not too much happened in terms of in the boxing ring uh, over the, uh, last week or over the weekend. There were some bouts, but not really worth reporting to the casuals, and I do consider myself a casual. Um, but there has been some interesting stuff outside of the ring. Um, uh, perceivably, 
the fight rematch between Andy Joshua and uh, uh, Andrew Ruiz has been signed for December the 7th in Saudi Arabia. Um, controversial uh, uh, place to go, um, but there has been other sporting... Ridiculous. Uh, there has been other sporting events there over the last uh, couple of years. Um, so, yeah, uh, I can see both sides of the coin uh, with that one. Um, Is it... I'm, I assume it's an indoor arena. Um, yeah, at the, I think so. I think if it isn't indoor, I'm pretty sure they said they were going to do something um, to make it indoor. Right, like, okay. You know, that person yeah. kind of makes a few forms yeah. or something. Um, however, there's a bit of controversy with that as Andy Ruiz, if you check out his Twitter and, and everything else, he's not actually doing any promotion. And he's come out and basically said that no, that fight's not confirmed, we haven't signed. Um, and it looks like this one could run and run. Um, I've done a bit of research about rematches and um, a few things to go on in history. Um, Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko, there was a rematch clause there. Tyson Fury, um, uh, Klitschko activated the rematch in the same way that uh, Anthony Joshua did. That rematch didn't happen. Um, Tyson Fury's still fighting now, albeit he's lost the belts, but you know he didn't fight Klitschko again. Uh, Mayweather versus Oscar De La Hoy. When uh, Mayweather beat Oscar De La Hoy uh, back in the day, um, again oh, yeah. Oscar De La Hoy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, activated the rematch clause, and Mayweather didn't, uh, yeah. didn't take that. And again, his career wasn't really jeopardised by it. I'm not entirely sure of the inner workings of a boxing contract, um, but it doesn't look like it's all sewn up in um, and obviously a telling thing is there was a press conference I think I believe on Monday right. and neither fighter was there it was just Eddie Hearn and a representative of Saudi Arabia of some sort talking about how great it's going to be and concerts that they're going to put on and things like that so um, I don't think that's all uh, what's the month that it's proposed to be December the 7th okay um, so it should be a bit cooler there yeah temperature yeah. in Riyadh yeah Ooh. in December is an average of well tw- yeah 22 yeah it's not bad yeah they. I think the guy said um, it, it doesn't go below 10 and it doesn't really go too much above 22 so there you go so there's that one um, Tyson Fury's fighting uh, Otto Wallin um, again, Danish or Swedish? He is Swedish. Um, he hasn't really fought anyone. I think on box rep, which is an independent ranking, he was ranked number 48. Um, but I'm sure in one of the governing bodies, um, that is a fit, kind of linked to Tyson Fury, probably WBA or something, will probably rank him in at number six close to the time. And everyone will be like, oh, he'll be a top 10 uh, contender. Um, I think this will be another Tom Schwartz situation um, where you know it's a big spectacle, it's a big show. Um, but um, really, it's a bit of a walk in the park. I think Fury's just, you know, yeah. buying time. Buying time, maybe making a bit of money. Uh, I don't want to knock him for it, making money, and I don't want to come across like a Tyson Fury hey, hey, as I have been called by a few show listeners, and I'm not. I just want him to. You can't go from fighting the WBC champion, getting a draw, and then fighting 
uh, Otto Wallenhofer and Tom Schwartz. Yeah. It just makes zero sense. Anyway, and the last big news that I'll roll with um, for this is uh, Billy Joe Saunders, uh, one of the top middleweight boxers um, uh, in the world, one of the top middleweight boxers in the world, has signed to match him. So he's left. Frank Warren's Queensby promotion label and uh, he signed to Matrim and, and uh, Eddie Hearn. It's like Eddie Hearn's like got a really, really good stable at the moment um, yeah. of boxers. So he's probably, um, you know, he's got the Zone deal, which is worth multi-millions. He's got the Sky deal, which is worth multi-millions. You know, is he the most powerful man in boxing at the moment? That's a, Well, that's funnily a enough, he, uh, there is a, I know there's a, another boxing podcast that you listen to, mm-hmm. but uh, have you seen Eddie Hearn's now got his own yes. BBC yeah. boxing yeah. Uh, podcast on he the does. BBC Sounds app? Um, but please, you know, do listen to our podcast first yes, before you course. listen to, to uh, Eddie Hearn, Hearn's uh, podcast. I'm not sure what it's called, but I think he had Wayne Rooney on there as a guest uh, yeah. this week. So uh, that does... We'll knock it on the head there. Uh, Knockout. Bring, yeah, it's a TKO in Ooh. the end. Um yeah, a lot going on. I, I, I saw, uh, I did see a quote yesterday from uh, Fury saying, you know, if you think this guy's a bum, then, you know, why don't you take a punch in the face from him, all six foot six of him, and, yeah. and then, you know, come back and tell me that afterwards. But, uh, yeah, if me and you take a punch, I mean, we're yeah. not boxers. You're an yeah, elite yeah. boxer, mate. Um, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I can't imagine Otto Wallens beating Charles Martin. I would just, I'd, I, would, no. I would put, if I had a 20 pound note, and and I had to bet. Someone had a gun to my head and say, "You got to bet on Otto Wallens v Charles Martin." I put all the money on Charles Martin. Um, I don't think Otto Wallens has got. He's got. There's the resume is is poor. Um, and obviously that's what Tyson Fury does. He's obviously going to sell it. He doesn't want. He's like, well, you you don't know about boxing. If you think this and that, obviously he has to say that. But really, those even a casual boxing fan such as myself can tell you that that is a mismatch of all mismatches. Um, but you've got to be careful with these mismatches because they can go wrong, um, and it'd be a shame if you know he it would really be damaging yeah. for his credibility if he lost. Yeah, this then one. you'd find him accepting a big fight pretty soon. I think pretty after soon, that, if he, yeah. if he did lose, um, let's move on to uh, our fan question uh, segment. Uh, so we've got a question uh, from Danny. Uh, Doherty, I think the pronunciation of your surname is. Um, it may be Doherty in, uh, in, in England, but uh, <laughs> it's a Californian uh, pronunciation of that. Uh, so James Corden, uh, his video uh, that he released of the David Beckham statue, yes. have you seen that one? Uh, installed that, yeah. a, a horrifically ugly uh, yeah. statue of D-Bex. Obviously, Bex is very much known uh, for his impeccable image. Yes. Um, have you seen it for starters? I've seen it. I saw that video, yeah. And uh, what's your thoughts on it? How do you think Bex took it? Do you know what? I mean, he did. It was quite interesting because he was clearly upset, uh, but he took it quite well. I mean, he wasn't ranting and raving and effing and blinding, but you could see that he was like, "My kids are going to see this." Like, yeah, he was, <laughs> he, was, he was low key, um, low key fuming, fuming about it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like you say, politeness held it together for yeah. as long as he could. Uh, but yeah, eventually kind of snaps in that video. But yeah. I think it kind of, because it, it, it followed on from that horrible statue of Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah, with the released. crazy mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was a genuine, that wasn't even a prank. Yeah, that, that was, was like a genuine <laughs> statue, which was horrific. Yeah. And also, obviously, Ronaldo, another former Man United number seven, 
obsessed with his image, pretty much stepped right into yeah, Beckham's boots. Yeah, he did. Beckham he did. left 2003, 2003 to go to Real yeah. Madrid. Yeah. Ronaldo joined in maybe early 2004 or even yeah. at the end of 2003. There was no crossover between the two, but it was almost like a yeah. you know passing of the uh, the baton in the, yeah. in the relay race of. Uh, Blonde highlights, frosted tips, um, and uh, yeah, he certainly uh, cares about his image a lot. He came yeah. out actually this week. Uh, with, you see the phrase of uh, documentary picked up a quote from Ronaldo that was like, "The difference between me and Messi is that I've won the Champions League with different clubs." Yeah, uh, you think he's obsessed with Messi? Um, I, I think the media are yeah obsessed with that, and I think they stick it on both of them and more Ronaldo than the Messi a lot, um, and obviously he responds to it. But I think that if the media wasn't sticking it on him and making these comparisons, I don't think he'd come out yeah and say them. I heard a, a pretty good argument is that Ronaldo is solely obsessed with being the best. Yes, and there there happens to be one other guy that's on his level. So why would you not be you know, transfixed on being yeah. better than that guy? Yeah, of course. Um, let's go to question number two. This one comes in from uh, a previous co-host of the show, actually, James Crange, um, asking if, uh, here's the, the verbatim wording here, it's do you think this American 14-year-old will be the next Pulisic or the next Freddie Adu? Uh, and the 14-year-old in question is uh, Chicago Fire youngster Gabriel Slonina now you hadn't heard of him I personally I, hadn't even yeah. heard of him so he's probably picking up a bit more press in, in the States than yes. he is over here um, having looked him up uh, he was a well he was 14 I think when he got promoted into Chicago Fire's um, first team squad mm-hmm. he's now 15 as of May um, 6 foot 5 at that age goalkeeper um, joint heritage of uh, American Polish. Yeah. So obviously some good Polish goalies out there. Yep. Um, Artur Boric and uh, Wodz Chesney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then also if we go across the pond, Americans. Yeah. Have traditionally produced some very good Decent goalkeepers good goalkeeper, as well. Yeah. Tim Howard. Isn't it? Tim Howard, Casey Keller, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Gusan, uh, and there must be others. Of course. Um, but yeah, so I think. Um, going by those things, you've got, the height's always good. You don't want to be too tall as a goalkeeper because um, they you know there becomes maybe mobility issues yeah. and getting down for yeah, yeah, for low down. shots and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, everything suggests that he'd be more likely to be a Pulisic than a than a Freddie Adu. Yeah, Ooh, um, watch this space. But yeah, Pulisic yeah. on that topic made his debut at the weekend. Comes on, it's one nil to Man United at Old Trafford <laughs> within about 10 minutes they're 4-0 down yeah uh, not the, not the ideal debut that, yeah. that Pulisic is looking for but he's got every chance to redeem himself tonight in Istanbul uh, in the UEFA Super Cup game uh, mm-hmm. against Liverpool um, prediction for that game uh, Liverpool 2-1 Liverpool 2-1 I'm going to go with Liverpool like 4 4-0 <laughs> A, re- a repeat yeah. of of uh... surely Chelsea got to tighten up. Yeah, um, surely, and it's a it's a cup game, but yeah, uh... I would love it to be three 0 to Chelsea, but just for Frank to get a trophy on under his belt, under his belt, yeah, yeah. And so Liverpool, we don't. shall see. Um, but yeah, 
that's that's uh, that's going to be a good game tonight. I'm certainly going to watch it. Uh, a question from Steve Molyneux uh, for you here, John. Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? I heard this question before. <laughs> it's from the you know, answer it first, and then I'll tell you where it's from. Uh, um, no, no, I don't no. think there will be either. It's a uh, it's a question asked by Gareth in the office to yes. David Brent. Yes, yeah. um, in the the UK version of the office, um, and yeah, I, I think the answer is is no. But I'd love it if there was. Oh, I'd Michael, love it. I mean, I'd love it. Yeah. Phelps, Ian Thorpe, um, who's this young Adam Peaty? Um, yeah. they're all great swimmers but a shark you know serious yeah. speed yeah maybe if you tr- maybe if it was injured or something yeah. maybe I don't know but do you remember there's ways around these things do you remember when Ronaldo was at uh, United and they used to be, he, he raced the Bugatti Veyron right um, I don't know if you ever remember that it was like a boot promotion no. or Nike or something and he raced a, a, a Veyron was a, 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 a car promotion as well obviously um, and he raced a Bugatti, and over a certain period of time, obviously as the car was like generating one speed, second. <laughs> yeah. he was going faster than a Bugatti Veyron, but obviously. Nice. Um, but it's kind of the way they did it, the yeah. sort of manipulation of, of the truth there. That I do that remember... Um, that he was going faster. Yeah, Brian Habana, they made him race a cheetah. Because they obviously yes, said he, he, he was faster than a cheetah and yeah. stuff. Yeah, over um, like you say, over a second. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. Or if you're chasing the cheetah yeah. and the cheetah's injured or something like that. <laughs> um, so on that reckoning, potentially. If potentially, they did it right, yeah. if they like... That's it, there's always small print for yeah, these things. Yeah. Like, I think they did it on... They used to do it on Top Gear and they'd be like, the Bugatti Bay or the, I don't know, the Aerial Atom will be racing against a Harrier jump jet. And then what they would do is they would make the Harrier would literally have to fly the course mm. or the track. So it had to go up really high in the corners mm. in order to actually make a turn. Yeah. Whereas obviously the Atom's just going to go around the corner. So yeah. there's always, there's always small print. So always read the contract yes. before you upset those terms and conditions exactly. um, is the answer to that. And our last question that we're going to do today, we'll do the rest of the questions on next week's podcast is... Um, and John, I know that you're coming in cold on this one, yeah. um, knowledge-wise. But uh, what team do you think will win the NFL Super Bowl uh, next year? And this also comes in from Danny. Um, well, I don't know too much about uh, NFL, but I've got a few mates that live in North Carolina. So okay, so Panthers maybe. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, yeah Cam, for the Cam Newton's Panthers. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, Danny's team. It's also um, my good friend Jay, uh, Norwegian Jay, it's uh, his favourite team as well. Formerly the San Diego Chargers, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. It mm-hmm. could be uh, could be their year. I hope it is. Um, yeah, I hope Panthers all the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> See a couple of games this year. Uh, that all starts uh, very soon as well. So uh, we've got that to look forward to. Um, yeah. Let's talk then quickly about other, you know, things that happened this weekend in, in the Premier League fixtures. Uh, football's back. Yeah. Um, any teams that impress you particularly? Maybe Arsenal? What do you think of their No, Arsenal didn't impress me um, at all. Um, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I actually watched the game. Uh, wasn't impressed at all. Obviously, Bamiyang's impressive. Um, what a good finisher. Yeah. Uh, but Arsenal just looked so pedestrian. Um, and uh, some of their signings, I'm hoping that Pepe can um, ignite 
uh, sure. the team because they look very pedestrian. Um, Ozil, I hope that he plays. I know he didn't get much game time last year, but I hope he's resolved popped. whatever was the reason why yeah. he wasn't playing and plays because we need that little bit of magic, which I don't think we're going to get from sideways, sideshow Bob, sideways Bob Guendouzi right, yeah. and, and Granite Xhaka, who just kind of play sideways, back to the defence and back to each other and back to the defence, it's very slow. It kind of reminds me of England back in the day yeah. with like the Neville brothers and yeah. Ferdinand and stuff when they just used to kind of pass it around and then lob it yeah. forward. And just, yeah, it's just not, it's very slow. When you look at how the way our City are playing, even the way how like Burnley are playing, Leicester are playing, Arsenal just look very like one dimensional and, and taking too many touches on the ball. So yeah. I hope that they improve over the season. And well, the I first game. Granite Xhaka actually has the highest number of like the average number of passes made per game over the last six seasons. Xhaka, yeah. I think so, basically of players that have played at least 100 games. Yeah. Uh, Xhaka has the most amount of passes made, but how many like you say, are... how many of those are key passes <laughs> exactly. or. Um, or forward in the play same for Fernandinho I think he's in that list yeah. interestingly third on that list so I think it takes into account uh, the top two leagues Yeah. Um, not sure if it goes down to league one but Tom Kearney uh, oh. of Fulham is, is third on that list so okay, um, you can guarantee though uh, had he played more seasons than one in the Premier League Jorginho is probably far and away uh, <laughs> on that list he's definitely um, out there ahead of everyone else. Maybe Bernardo Silva as well last year for, for City, I think, yeah. would would have put in quite a few passes. But, uh, yeah, still very impressive for Tom Canning to be breaking into into that sort yeah. of company um, and those lists. Yeah, but, going back to the Premier League, any teams that impressed you? Uh, well, I thought Man United were very good, very mm-hmm. good performance by them. Um, yeah, Maguire's going to make a big difference. Harry Maguire looked really well set, actually, in that yeah. team, uh, especially considering he's only been, you know, he's only with the team for four or five days. Mm. We'll know some of those players, granted, um, from international duty, playing for England. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, he did just kind of look at home yeah, uh, in that he back four. He's a proper player. And know. I think it, he'll, he will provide uh, some stability yeah. um, there. And, of course, you can't write off um, AWB, auto white balance, uh, playing at, at left back for... Uh, Man United Aaron Wan-Bissaka funnily enough there's um, AWB oh it's AOC who's AOC to you? AOC? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain but there's uh, Alexia someone Cortez uh, who's like the congresswoman from uh, New York but she's got the Twitter handle AOC but whenever I see it so if Trump's tweeting about AOC, I think, what's he saying about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? <laughs> um, yeah, digress a little bit there. But yeah, very impressed by Man United. Um, obviously, City completely dismantled um, a pretty good West Ham team mm, mm. away as well uh, on, on Saturday at lunchtime. Liverpool pretty much played as well as we expected them to yeah. kind of come out the blocks. Um, I do think Norwich will be better than oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind of game suggested. Um, some upsets of the weekend we had uh, Brighton taking a 3-0 win uh, over Watford yeah. um, at Watford which was very good and then Southampton also losing 3-0 away yeah. um, at Turf Moor to, to Burnley yeah. it's quite interesting you make your predictions before everyone kicks a ball and then things change and then the opening week goes and you're yeah. like ah oh, hang on these yeah, teams like, are actually I said when you said about teams to go down last week um, I was like Oh, Burnley, 
I put Chuck Burnley in there. As well, just I put random. Brighton in there. And yeah, but I, I'm looking at the way Brighton and Burnley play, especially Burnley, and I'm like, no way. I think Newcastle and Southampton will probably finish below both uh, Brighton and Burnley, in, in my opinion, now. But I know it's after one game, it could all, could all yeah. change. But Southampton, I just don't know where they're going to get their goals from. And the same for uh, uh, Newcastle. I mean, they've got this new player, Joel Linton, but apparently he's never scored more than eight goals in a, in a season wherever he's wherever he's played so well you know um, who looked class for Newcastle was that is it San Maxime yes um, who who Arsenal I think had been linked with Palace had been linked with mm. him um, uh, San uh, Maximin I think would be the pronunciation um, but yeah he played 25 minutes and he actually looked dangerous yeah he looked very dangerous he yeah. looked very good so I think he'll probably start the next game I would imagine for them which yeah. is uh, I can tell you uh, away uh, at Carrow Road. Yeah, uh, okay, that's an interesting game. That is. Yeah, must against win. Norwich. Yeah, it's a must win. Um, um, also, another change of heart that I have, and yes, it is. After looking at the squads, I'm going to go for City to win the league. City to I win went the for league. Liverpool last week, but I looked at the squads and I thought they didn't have Bernardo, didn't play, and things like that. So, it, whereas I think the Liverpool players, they're going to just. They're going to play out. all the time. Yeah, they have, they, you know, when Mane's back in, like he'll play, yeah. Salah will play all the time, Firmino will play all the time, you know, Van Dijk will play all the time, whereas I think City, they can rotate a lot more and I think yeah. their players will be probably fresher over the whole yeah, season. Well, I mean, Aguero, you know, yeah. didn't even play really, did he? Mourinho quote from, I think, during the United-Chelsea game on Sunday was, there are four teams that can win. <laughs> yeah. Four teams that can win the Premier League this year. You've got City, Liverpool, Tottenham and City's B team. Yeah. Um, and I think especially, um, I mean, every position City have is is two, if not three guys deep. Mm. Um, Can- Cancelo coming in as well yeah. uh, from Juve. Uh, Zinchenko, who I think uh, will will play 30, 30 yeah. Premier League games this year. Quite a bit um, And, you know, it's, it's just those versatile players that can drop in at defensive midfield, can play right back, can play left back can bomb on yeah. um, I think Pep Guardiola's just got everything he's ever wanted yeah. there at City yeah exactly um, and they'll very much be judged on do they win the Champions League quickly jumping over to Champions League did you see last night Porto and Celtic both uh, failed to qualify yeah. um, turn up for the book for the group stages obviously Porto not, not too much of a surprise with Celtic not making it but Porto yeah. uh, traditionally tend to make it to the knockout stages. Yeah, of course. Um, they were knocked out by uh, Krasnodar and um, Celtic were knocked out by Kluge. Um, so <sighs> we'll be good. seeing both of those uh, in the Europa League. Mm. This season, probably, I think, Steven Gerrard's last season as Rangers manager, biggest chance he's had to, or biggest chance that Rangers have had maybe in the last 10 years to, to win that Scottish Premier League. Yeah, I think so, um, but I don't. I can't see it. You can't see it. You still think Neil Lennon's uh, Celtic? Yeah. yeah, and I think it just means so much to them in Scotland more than. And I don't think that they're strong enough to have a good push in the Europa League. I think uh, they would sacrifice if if things were tight. They would sacrifice their Europa League uh, position to uh, push on and win that league and uh, win that win the league up there and and break records or whatever else yeah. is what they're doing so uh, yeah I can't see it so the last time that Rangers uh, 
won the league was in 2007 2010-11 season um, which was Scottish Premier League back then and now it's obviously Scottish Premiership Uh, so since it's been under the name Scottish Premiership um, it's been Celtic every year so that's one, two, three, four that's six years on the trot they've won the league Um, so it's going to be interesting um, certainly I think it brings a lot everyone wants to see a good old firm derby Ooh. like no one wants to see Celtic winning 6-0 yeah. in that it's, it's certainly one of the bigger games of, of uh, British football yeah. Um, so yeah I look forward to those clashes yes. uh, this year and even though um, as a you know not necessarily the, the biggest fan of, of Liverpool football club um I do like Steven Gerrard. Mm-hmm. Same way, not the biggest fan of Chelsea. I do like Frank yeah, Lampard. Yeah. So um, having having those likable British figures uh, at the helm, I think does help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to see yeah. them do well. Want to see them do well. But uh, yeah, so fixtures that are coming up this weekend. I'm just going to get a few uh, few little predictions in from you. Um, let's go first of all. Then, so your prediction for tonight. Liverpool versus Chelsea. What was that one again? Liverpool. Liverpool to win. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal taking on Burnley. Is that at home? At the Emirates, yeah. Yeah, I'll go for Arsenal. Yeah, win that one. Uh, Everton versus Watford at uh, Goodison Park. Draw. A draw. Yeah. Score draw or a nil-nil? 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one. Yeah, okay. Score draw, yeah. Uh, this is a big game of the weekend uh, at the Etihad. 5.30pm uh, on Saturday night. Man City take on Tottenham. It's a tough game, that one. Um, it's a tough game, but if City want to win the league, they're going to have to win that game. Um, so I'm going to go for City. Okay. What did you think of uh, Ndobele? It was good. Good player. Really good. Yeah, yeah really good. Really good. You know, I was kind of thinking Tottenham won't really do too much this year. Probably could slip out of the top four, obviously optimistically being an Arsenal supporter, but yeah, he's a good signing. Yeah. And Kane looks good as well. He looks a bit like if... Uh, Musa Sissoko had an end product yeah because Sissoko is I think he's brilliant and his running and his pace and when he picks that ball up and drives forward mm. no one's taking that ball off him it's yeah. just he gets into the it's like um, it's on FIFA when your player's got yeah. like no stamina left yeah. and they take a <laughs> shot and it just pings off into the corner yeah. flag like, he's, got, he's got a woby brains man he just, yeah. just don't know what to do they get nosebleed in the f- final third uh, Sheffield United uh, at home to Crystal Palace. Two o'clock on Sunday. Palace. Palace to pick up an away win. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, Man United taking on Wolves. That's a home game for Wolves uh, on Monday night football, the first Monday night football of the season. Go for United. United have gone for the obvious and predictable. I think the only one, I haven't really gone for anything there that people else wouldn't predict. Um, but you know, I could get it all wrong. You know what we should do? You do your predictions. Um, we should uh, put put them out on the social media. Yeah. On our uh, Instagram, and then we'll see. Shall I run through the same fixtures then? So we got yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to go for. I did say like four 0 earlier, but I'm going to revise that and say two two uh, at full time. Uh, Arsenal, Burnley. I think will be three. 
two to Arsenal. I think we have a high scoring game there as well. That's already racked up nine goals in my first two game predictions here. Um, Everton at Goodison Park against Watford. Uh, I think Moise Keane uh, will nick a goal in that game to make it 1-0 to Everton. Uh, they'll keep a clean sheet. Uh, Spurs and Man City. I think, I mean, we saw this fixture was electric last season in the Champions League. Um, I think this is going to be a City win. I'm going with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be a 2-1 uh Man City win. Man City going 2-0 up and then uh, Spurs trying trying to make a late comeback in that game. I think Sheffield United will take a point from Palace uh, 1-1 in that game and then Man United versus Wolves. Even though it is a brilliant performance by Man United versus Chelsea, Wolves also looked very good against Leicester and they Ooh. were kind of denied a, a win by a, an iffy VAR Ooh. rule. Uh, I think the decision itself obviously... The, the event happened and the handball was there but whether the ruling in the actual rule book is correct I'm gonna I'm gonna back Wolves in that game okay, um, to, to hold United out and uh, I think I'm gonna go with Wolves 2-1 as well I'll stick with the 2-1 on that one okay. don't want to go for the 2-0 because I think keeping a clean sheet against United is, uh, is going to be difficult with that pace that they've got yes. but if Wolves get in front early shut down yeah Shut down. It's shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. In a black track suit. Um, so that brings to a close our podcast for this week. Uh, we will, as we said, be revisiting fan questions next week. Thank you if you did send questions in this week and uh, hang tight. We'll get you good answers for those next week. And obviously, yeah, if you do have any other questions, uh, just uh, send them in to us. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back with you uh, hopefully when John is uh, all moved into his new abode you can hear that music in the background you know yeah. what that means that's the end of the it show uh, and uh, yeah we're uh, we'll catch you next week as always thanks for listening uh, and John yeah, thanks for co-hosting brilliant see you next week bye <laughs>